access to information applications managed to squeeze out of the provincial government a briefing manual that was given to the health minister when she was first appointed, Sylvia Jones. And in that briefing manual, it says on no uncertain terms that there is a labor shortage, especially with nurses and uh, personal uh, support workers, and that Law 124 was a major factor in that. Law 124 is the one that said that uh, public service employees or public employees could only get 1% a year. That's it. That's all no negotiation. Let's keep moving. So in the manual, it actually says that's a problem. We thought instead of going to you know, a union chief or someone like that, we'd go to somebody who is a registered nurse and who has a bit of a public profile as a bit of an activist. Uh, registered nurse Nancy Halupa joins us. Nice to have you on the show. Good morning. Good morning. So what's your reaction to that? I mean, does it strike you as some sort of a smoking gun that the minister's been sitting on this information or you know, did everybody know it? And of course it would have been in the briefing manual. Oh, we all knew it. I mean, we've known it for for three years. Um, but it was just we're trying to let people know, let the public know. And Sylvia Jones and Doug Ford just kept going to the media saying, no, it's not true. There's no exodus. There's no issue. You know, Bill 124 is going to pay off the deficit and and everything's fine. And we've been saying it for years. Nurses don't lie. It's also noted in this briefing manual that a lot of nurses are reaching a brownout point and some are contemplating retirement, some are contemplating early retirement. Uh, I know that yeah. we spoke with a nurse who was you know, decamping to the United States to work, but what do you see around you? So that's the thing. So according you know, to the College of Nurses, they haven't had a huge influx of people leaving the profession. Nurses don't give up their licenses on Ontario. If they were to go work, let's say in BC or in the US, nobody gives up their license because it's too hard to get it back once you come back. So yeah, there's a lot of us that are registered, but there's a lot of us that are registered and not working, myself included. I have, I've stopped working and I'm still registered, kind of on the grounds that, well, one day it might get better and I don't wanna have to fight to get my license back. So I'm just gonna keep it until situations improve and I can go back to the bedside and treat patients the way that I was taught to treat them in the way that they deserve to be treated and get fairly compensated for it. Okay, well, I, I want to pursue that because I wasn't aware that you had stopped working. When and why? Um, so I've been off for uh, almost a year after I was assaulted and I just haven't uh, been able to get myself back. And do you, you know? <laughs> go on? Just combine that with, you know, I've been a nurse 24 years. Assaults happen almost every shift. And I just think I reached my breaking point, And that was the last one I was able to take. Do you consider that? And I'm trying to word the question carefully, but, uh, you know, a, ha a workplace hazard. Is there something that could have been done that hasn't been done that would have protected you in that circumstance and any other nurse? Definitely. We've been raising the alarms about the safety in emergency departments for years. Um, COVID made it worse because, you know, patients were angry, families were angry. We had seen an increase in, in drug use and mental health patients that weren't getting treated properly because places were closed and they couldn't get into their doctor. Everything was virtual. 
So over the past three years, it had increased exponentially. And we've been begging for more security in the department, for more safety measures. And they just, they weren't given to us. Do you foresee yourself going back to work? And, and if so, under what circumstances? I mean, are you waiting for some form of change in the workplace? Um, I just, I feel like if I were to go back tomorrow, let's say, nothing would have changed. And if anything, things have gotten worse. And I can't put myself through that mentally or physically anymore. So I don't know if I can ever go back. It's not, you know, I love my job. I love my profession. I love taking care of people. That's all I know how to do. That's all I ever wanted to do. But I can't do it safely and I can't do it properly anymore. And so to do that for 12 hours a day and then come home and feel defeated because you feel like you've done absolutely no good, um, it's demoralizing. So it's taken a bit of a toll on me and I'm not the only one. Um, it's just, it's... At this point, I have to choose between my my own mental health and my own physical health over other people's, I guess, which is a hard decision to make when yeah. all you want to do is is help. Well, I'm sorry to hear this, but thank you for talking no, with us this morning. No problem.